We are of the New World. Long ago, the mainland was stolen from us by some unknown terror, and the races of man took to the Sapphire Sea for refuge. There are countless island nations where our ancestors made their homes. The largest, most powerful, and wealthy families settled on the three largest and most bountiful islands, and eventually formed the Scalian Alliance. They would have been nobles in the old world, but those don't exist anymore. Now they're just high-ranking members of a corporation that seeks to consume all that the Sapphire Sea has to offer. Their largest, most favored prizes are artifacts and technology from the mainland. Only the most desperate of folks set sail for the mainland. Only about one out of every 100 ships returns. But those that do never need to set sail again. They become vested, champions of the Alliance and the highest rung of society. Some folks figure the Alliance is evil and they resist the new age of solidarity that they represent. But their numbers seem to diminish every day. There are countless wonders waiting on the Sapphire Sea, more than any one man or woman could ever dare to sample. But there is one place where you can get a pretty good idea of what's out there. There is a small floating city, a congregation of ships and wooden structures banded together, huge, illustrious, gaudy. The people there do not fish, they do not trade, they do not transport, and they certainly don't pirate. They entertain, and perhaps more importantly, they collect. All sorts of wonders are located on the floating city. There's a zoo of creatures both magical and mundane. There's cutting-edge technological marvels. There's even said to be relics from the mainland. All things that the Scalian Alliance would raise and kill to get their hands on. Which is exactly what they would do if they could find it. The floating city has no sails, no engines, no outward appearance of locomotion. However, it is said the captain can make the floating city appear anywhere in the Sapphire Sea by simply willing it to be so. Indeed, though there are many who have visited several times, it's never in the same location twice. This is a place for lost things, for secret and astounding things. It is the vast shore of the universe on which all of the broken, misfit, and outcast things wash up. It is the misplaced Meridian Menagerie, and it's where our story begins. We see the Menagerie, a heap of various vessels and varied volatile vehicles. Alliteration. We see platforms and castles, shacks and towers. We see great galleons, cobbled together rafts, all held by some invisible force, making up a vast floating city, moving about the ocean at a leisurely crawl. And we hear chanting in the distance. Everybody, everybody, clap those hands! And all the people of this great floating city become giddy around you. They, even folks that had kind of a sour disposition, as you may have seen them, they get a spring in their step as they are exhaled out of every nook and cranny, from towering stacks and from trap doors littering the city streets. People are walking, running, skipping, and chanting. And they are flapping. Everybody, everybody, clap those hands! You're ushered into the central square of the menagerie, pushed and prodded by the crowd, now at your back and to your side and all around you. And when you arrive in what you presume is the town square, your eye is first drawn to a large maypole in the center. It's on an elevated platform, and young men and women dance around it, holding long, thin strands of cloth, each one fairer than the next. But as you look closer, you know the cloths that they're holding aren't normal fabric. Not fabric at all. They're fire 
and wind and glistening clear water, their gems and jewels, their long, flimsy, sharp blades, and their ruby red blood. And on this tall iron pole, where they meet and spin together, they become resplendent gold. And under this pole stands a small, pale, feeble, and elderly-looking man. He's wearing a patchwork suit, gray and drab. You can only catch glimpses of him as the dancers spin around the outside of this elevated platform, blocking your view and, and then revealing him again. And all the while, the people around you chant and they clap. Everybody, everybody, clap those hands! As you're pushed and prodded, you find yourselves all together. Strangers still, but standing abreast, you take a moment to acknowledge each other. And when you look up at the pole again, you know it's nearly entirely gold. And you glimpse that this man looks a little bit different. He's no longer pale, his skin is now rich and sun-kissed bronze, and as you stare at him, he looks up at you. You're only catching glimpses of him as the dancers come and spin and twirl, and you meet his gaze and you see his pale blue eyes. And then, almost to each one of you individually, he winks. And his eyes change from pale gray to deafening crimson. And it's as if every time you lose and regain sight of him, something has changed. First, you see him stand up straight, a little taller than he was before. And then he's much taller, a full three feet taller, barrel-chested and brawny. He still appears old and wizened, but then he disappears and reappears again, and he looks like he might be in his early 40s. You see him begin to brush and fuss with his suit, trying to straighten himself, and where he once appeared in this old patchwork gray drab suit, you see him wearing the suit of rich red wool with intricate golden buttons, tassels, and designs. You see him take off his simple flat black cap and tap it with his hand, disappears, and when he reappears, he's holding his hat, which is extended telescopically, ludicrously tall, and he puts it on his head. He rubs his hands together, as if trying to generate some sense of warmth in the dead of winter, and he covers his face. And when he vanishes and reappears, he's sporting a huge, wide mustache made of roaring flames, under which he is beaming a white, wide smile. Every change, every transformation, every disappearance, and every reappearance is happening along with the rhythm and the chant, and the clapping. Everybody, everybody, clap those hands! Everybody, everybody, clap those hands! And then the dancers have finished their dance, and things become eerily quiet. They spin and scatter away like leaves in the wind. And you see the man, still beaming, the only one to speak. And he bellows, Everybody, everybody! Follow me! And there's a roar from the crowd as this man begins to move forward, leading this makeshift parade, this procession through the main thoroughfare as music begins to play. And you don't see a band, but there's this joyous, cacophonous music playing all around you, and you find yourself heading for a large, large tent. Ladies and gentlemen, you're headed to the circus. And along the way, there are all kinds of wonders for you to behold. There are uh, fire breathers, there are sword swallowers, there is mummers, there's music, there's everything you could ever expect to see. And you guys are led into this large tent where you guys are seated uh, amongst the crowd to take in the circus. What are we doing here? How did we get here? You hear speak a gentleman who looks like 
Finnegan Morish. Uh, he has dark skin. He's uh, he's a pretty rotund man, six three or so. If you want to if you want to gauge height, um, he has his, his hair is large, um, like a lion's mane would be kind of, uh, kind of big, but it's still kept. He has a couple braids, two or three braids on each side of his head that fall down. He's got rounder features, uh, kinder looking eyes, uh, but typically looks very serious at all times. Doesn't smile a whole lot. Um, and so while he's a big man, he's not just just all muscle. Um, he's got sort of a, a belly. Like you've seen those guys with like the strong like six pack bellies. Yeah, he's, he's got that going on. Um, and with him, you see kind of out of his back. It almost looks like a lacrosse net to us, but to him, it's it's a fishing net. Uh, it's like on a crook of a quarterstaff. And at the bottom of that is is a um, it's a it's a stone like spear pointed uh, edge on that for for catching fish. And then uh, kind of to the side of the back is is a shield-esque looking thing. It looks like the ship helm, but smaller. Uh, and so for clothing, he's got sort of just like this fishnet top, um, very dark colors, um, and, and pants that are kind of like Aladdin pants. That's the best way I can think to describe, you know, the puffy oh, cargo. With... Instantly do I have a picture yes. of your Aladdin pants. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so and it's got its tears in it as well, right? It's got its patches in it. Um, and those are uh, a dark gray color. And as he's sitting there, he, and he's got this headband that sort of keeps his hair out of his face, pushed up behind him. Think Lucio from Overwatch. I'm just pulling from all these things, so just so you can gather that. Yeah. And that's that is Finnegan Morris. And he said, "How did we get here? How did we get here?" He said, "What well, are we doing? Friends, here? I think what we are we doing? What are we doing here? Continuity error number one. <laughs> that didn't take long." I think we're about to watch the circus, if I'm not mistaken, sir. What is circus? Uh, that voice comes from... That voice comes from, um, a human woman. She's a little bit shorter and a little bit chubbier than, uh, your average human lass. She has very, very long, dark hair that looks like it's tied up into a complicated series of knots at the base of her neck. Um, a long scar down the right side of her face, and she is wearing just really, really beat up uh, a tabard and, and really just not great looking trousers, um, very, very rusted chainmail, and uh, it looks almost like an old sail from a ship tied around her waist with a, a hefty uh, rope belt, and... Uh, plates of, of armor bolted to that, and around her neck she has a, a very thick rope necklace. And so in response to her, I will say, uh, or to him, I will say, a circus is like a play or, or a show with animals and performers. Should be interesting. And that voice comes from... Yeah, that clo- uh, voice comes from a cloaked figure. Uh, he's gnome in nature, but for the most part, he kind of keeps uh, most of his features hidden. So he's got his, his uh, cloak hood up, and it's like a deep green, like an emerald green. Um, you can see like the silver gray hair tucked beneath it. You can see like the jaw metal jaw piece of his armor that he always has, and then he's also got like this headband armor piece that. Uh, Across and he's got these gray eyes, um, and and for the most part, that's what you see because the chest that's revealed is another um, like a darker gray tunic covering, like like his shirt, like 
He has a dark gray shirt, I guess, is the best way to put that. And then um, his pants, he's got like, you can tell there is armor there, um, but for the most part, it's kind of uh, hidden. When he, he tries to keep most of his body uh, from standard view as he moves about. Yeah, well, I hope they don't expect us to participate. And that voice comes from... <laughs> Scampering up to the top of the chair, like the back of the chair, and perching next to you is a kobold who is cloaked also in, like, with the hood up. Uh, the cloak is black. Uh, you can see... Um, some goggles kind of hanging off of her neck that have very round, domed orange lenses. Uh, she herself has dark, kind of slightly purple, smoky scales, uh, big lavender eyes, kind of gecko-like, and rather petite features. D- does that sum it up for you? I heard the part about the animals, and that sounds interesting enough. Have you never been to a circus before? I've never been off my island, so no, I have not. Oh, I haven't either, but I've read about them. You haven't been off his island or any island? No, I, I haven't been to a circus. Well, neither have I, but I've only heard bad things. Oh. What? Charming. <laughs> what kind of miserable asshole <laughs> have you been talking to? Well, He's just like, circuses! Someone who's afraid to clown. Candy and animals and I'm used to talking to people who want to put me in the circus, so... Oh, that's fair. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> are, are kobolds rare in this world? I mean... This first one you've seen. Huh? Is it, though? The first one Am you've I? seen? The first one I've I seen? Sh- I... I think so, yeah. I think so. I don't think that... Unless you've had cause to, to visit... Because they, they don't... I'm just thinking of my guy's history. I'm thinking of your guy's history, too. I just don't think... I don't think it. All right. All right. That's fair. What, what circus act is currently happening? So currently, right now, it's like this, this big, elaborate, like, trapeze. Um, and you guys... Uh, anybody who is proficient in... Arcana or Perception make me the appropriate role. Only one of them if you're proficient in both. Um, I'm proficient in Perception, so I'm rolling this. That's a nat 20. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it. Because every Damn. single podcast so I listen a, to, it's that's like, a, yeah, first roll, nat 20. Everyone goes crazy. I, I wish I wasn't. I wish I was lying, but it's, yeah, yeah it's, so that's a 22 from me. Yeah, we all believe you. For what? 22 for perception. For perception. Okay. What else? Finnegan got a 17 for perception. I got a 14 for perception. Uh, 20 for arcana. Okay. Um, so, you all with your perception rolls, you can note that there's something unnatural about the way that these trapeze artists are moving. And it almost, you think, maybe there's some kind of flight involved or some sort, because they, they, they seem very ethereally, unnaturally graceful. And then I think you, of all people, would realize character name of Dwayne's. Emmerich. Um, Emmerich. You would notice uh, more than anyone that this is not any sort of a flying enchantment or anything like that. If you had to guess, just based on the way that things are kind of unnaturally interacting with the environment around them, that this may very well be an illusion. 
Hmm. Well, they know how to put on a show. What are they doing? What is the goal here? You're supposed to enjoy it. Just by watching them do uh, the flips and, and things that they are doing? Well, yes, that's the point of a circus, friend. I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch uh, any of your names. I am Finnegan Morish of the Pulasa Isles. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Uh, Shane, uh, can I just... I just want to roll one, if possible, history check for anything they mention in their backstory to know if I'm familiar with it at all. Uh, yeah, go Like, ahead. lands, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to roll, like, three rolls. Uh, uh, 13. I'll let you know if anything curtain comes up. Thank you. And you? I point to the kobold. Ah. Uh, you can call me Oslo. But I can call you Oslo, or that's your name? You can call me Oslo. Mm-hmm. Ma'am? I shift with your mentality. My name's Peregrine. It's it's nice to meet you. What was your name? And I uh, extend my hand, and it's like gauntleted. It's um, but yeah. It's I mean, it's gauntleted, and like that kind of. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be actually. I wouldn't have my gauntlets on. Um, so you would just have like the black gloves. You would know those are like warriors' gloves. Um, hmm. And he says, "The name's Delmore." Nice to meet you. And she's gonna shake your hand very hard. Uh, you do. I mean, I'm sure you're stronger than I am. I mean, I'm a small boy. She's not doing it, like, maliciously. Yeah, yeah, just, just a stern handshake. I mean, he gives <laughs> yeah. you one back, but he's just a small person compared to you. Like, <laughs> like the Tom and Jerry, Tiny like, lifts <laughs> you yep. as the yeah, shit. I'm, the like, shit. moving with her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where do you guys think the food is around here? We, we passed a number of vendor stalls on the way in. There's I four hot peanuts things for sure. Take it a bit slower. <laughs> four. You, I, I got the part about hot, but I did not hear what you said afterwards. Peanuts. Mm. Oh yes. Oh, I see. Yes. Yep. Uh, if somebody, anybody, roll me a perception check. Finnegan, do it. <laughs> Finnegan, it's a fifteen. Finnegan, uh, you are perceiving the world around you, not with your eyeballs or with your ear holes, but with your, your smell receptors. And what you smell is delicious, delicious foods. You probably, being not super worldly, don't recognize what they all are, but there are definitely like some sweet confections as well as some savory treats to be found uh, with, within the confines of this tent. I think as soon as she mentions food, um, my, my belly starts to rumble. And without even really realizing I'm doing it, I'm going to get up and start to follow my nose. As, as you stand up, it's worth noting that you are incredibly sore, like incredibly tender and, and just physically exhausted. Oh, whatever happened must have been an adventure on its own. I'm very sore. But, uh, anyway, some good food will help to uh, ease the ache. Hey, he knows where he's going. I'm going to try and actually scamper up to his shoulder. Bold move. Do you allow it? Question. On or near? A co-bold move. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you you attempt to get on my shoulder? Yeah. Like, climb up your clothes. Kind of thing up onto your shoulder. Yeah, make a a, a gravel check. 
I will immediately turn and, and, and like flick you <laughs> flick you away. Like I guess flick because I don't know how, how tall you are or big, but I imagine if you're scampering up me, that that's mm-hmm. what happens. And I, I shove you away. I'm like not even not even three feet tall. You can easily push me off. <laughs> I do just instinctively. Um, ah, ah, all right, fine, fine. I'll find it myself. What are you doing? Oh, I thought we were going to go get food. We are going to get food, but you <laughs> will not crawl on me. Fine, fine. Thought maybe a vantage point would be helpful, but I'll find it down here amongst the knees. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach down my hand to her and say, I don't mind. Okay. I'm, I'm not nearly as tall as him, but taller. Hey, together you. we're as tall as he is. You're absolutely right. I let's, love the way you think. Let's do it. So I'm gonna jump Have up on her. Up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Oslo. The first thing you notice as you as you take up your new perch is is one. You have a much better view of the world around you. Um, in addition, you just smell strongly on Perry the smell of salt and a little bit of something else. Maybe um, smoke. Hmm. Okay. Uh, off we go. I'm gonna look at Finnegan. I think that I smell fish. I'm very familiar with fish. You you do indeed smell fish, and there is a um, you see a a stand where there is a a small uh, could be uh, half elf, could be elf. You're not really sure. Definitely like a daintier man, slight man, uh, and he's he's wearing this 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 um, this white kind of um, coat with a mandarin collar. You're not exactly sure. You haven't seen garbs like these before, and he's got like a big white puppy hat. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. He nods and doesn't say anything. Uh, my friends and I would be interested in your Marlin. He nods and he starts to fashion something together. You see fish, you see uh, rice, you see uh, as he hands you this, this sushi roll. And he places it in front of you. I'll look, I'll look confused back at everyone because I haven't seen this. I, I thought I was going to get just like a slab of fish. And so I'm going <laughs> to kind of look at them puzzled. As to I'm going to lean in. I'm going to lean in and sniff it. Like, is, is this even cooked? He shakes his head no. It, it, it's sushi. I'll eat it. You do, you eat it, and it's, 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 um, it's different from anything you've really had before. You don't think you've ever had raw meat before. Um, it's very, uh, simple, good flavors. There's nothing super bold or impressive, but it's just a, a good dish that you've never had before, and it kind of comes together in a very unique way. I have never had fish like this. Eat some of that. Get some more of that. That was really good. He 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 sticks out his hand. You pay him. Do I have any gold on me? You have your starting gold. Oh, okay, cool. Then yeah, I'll I'll give him a gold. Okay, so I, uh, I cannot stress this enough. We are playing with it, copper and silver as well. Is it copper and silver? Okay, then yeah. I'm going to give him whatever he's asking for. He's not <laughs> giving you an amount. He is, stick, he is stuck in, he is uh, sticking out his hand. So, um, 
so I'm gonna step forward a little bit and uh, say, hey. Oswald. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. yeah, well, the, the octopus from the from the children's yeah. cartoon. Oslo, <laughs> Oslo, yes, Oslo. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you say Oswald, and she just gives you this like very sharp look. Dear, uh, you have to pay him, but it's kind of a gratuity situation, so you pay him what you think his food is worth. Too little, it's offensive. Too much, and you've, well, you've overpaid. It, does that make more sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know how money works. Is this the first puzzle of the game? I think it's the first puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing with his hand out, his head kind of bowed, not meeting I'm gonna, the I'm gonna grab a cup of silvers and some coppers from my pouch and just kind of like, well, I say with one hand, drop it, but it's more like both hands, and <laughs> because you got tiny little lizard hands. He, so whatever, how much coinage exactly are you giving him? It matters. You have to take off your character sheet. Money's like, important. Like two silvers and a copper. Two silvers and a copper. You put the three coins in his hand. Yes. He nods, closes his hand puts the money away, and he looks expectantly at the next person. Um, I'm actually scanning around to see if there are any stalls just selling, like, fresh fruit. Um, I tell you what, uh, no. No, I didn't think there would be. No, there's not. Uh, actually, there's... If you're hankering for something sweet, there appears to be a kind of, um, sort of, of, of bakery of sorts. Um, does it have its wares like easily displayed? Yes. Okay. What you see is um, a, a very rare dish. I don't think you've ever seen before. It's basically like this this very um, dense dough that has been fried in animal fat, mm-hmm. um, and it's in like these thin strips. And then it's there's like a powdered sugar. It almost looks like um, like a mess, like a tangle. It's a funnel cake. It's a funnel cake. It's a funnel cake. <laughs> there are also elephant ears. Uh, all right, I'm going to I'm going to try and uh, I'm going to go up to the uh, the funnel cake saleswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pardon me, ma'am. I sorry, I'm not from around here as much as anyone can be. Uh, what what are these? And you see a uh, a more rotund woman with uh, very very like. Like very pink, red, like almost like you look at her and it just seems like she's been in a laughing fit for the last ten minutes when you look at her because she's got this big white smile and she's you know not not young she's she's not super old but she's you know probably in her late thirties early forties and so she's she's got just these very heavy smile lines and she goes mm-hmm. oh well these are funnel cakes um I'm I'm so sorry could you expound upon that just. A little bit. They're funnel cakes. They're delicious. You should try one. Uh, how much? Three coppers. Uh, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of money. Um, it'll be the best three coppers you spend all day, love. I guarantee it. I'm sure it will be. Of course, I'll take one. Um, yes, I'll take one. I'm going to purchase a funnel cake. She hands you. The funnel cake. Okay, I have yeah. a funnel cake. It is <laughs> delicious. Okay, 
It is possibly the sweetest thing I've ever eaten. Almost certain. Like, if you've lived <laughs> any sort of normal life, it is like, it is both sweet and fried, which is like in, innately a little savory. It's very strange if you've never had fried food before. Does it have like powdered sugar on top of Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Oh, 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 Peregrine is coughing her lungs out the second she she attempts to eat this thing. You do like that, like, <gasps> right before you eat one, and oh, just like, yeah. immediate, immediate. Hey, <laughs> 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 love, if you're gonna do a coffin fit, you gotta get away from my stand. It's bad for business. I'm so sorry. It's delicious. <laughs> and she goes back and joins her friends. Is there a place nearby that sells jerky? Jerky, or like, like, or just like dried meat. Uh, no, everything appears to be pretty fresh. There's like, um, there's like a stand that's definitely selling a lot of meat. They have like, uh, man, I sure do wish I knew words. Um, what are those things where you put the fucking meat hunk on a spinny deal? A spit? No, not that spit's how you cook it. I'm talking about like when you go to those very specific regional places. Yeah, like a Greek. Oh, delicatessen. Well, like, um, kind of well, Brazilian they're, they're, steakhouses where they yeah, a Brazilian with steakhouse where they chop so, the thing off and they just there's yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step up to the meat. You know the word. I know the name of one. I don't know what the word is. Yeah, no. Kebab. I'll just uh, I'll go purchase some like standard meat, some cooked meat then. What do you have? I just ah. Uh, uh, that. I'll take a slice of that, and I pointed the giant fucking stack of meat. There, there's, I mean, there's, there's more than one stack of meat, but you, you point at one, and he goes, "Button, good choice." Is it steak on a steak? <laughs> yeah, steak on a steak. <laughs> uh, that's what it's called. That was, that was the, the cultural word I was looking for. Uh, he, he cuts off a, a, a big, healthy slab of it and goes, two coppers." Uh, yeah, I hand him four. You'd be wanting another slicing? Uh, <laughs> no. It's um, gratuity, sir. Bless you. Thank you. And, then and you I don't know if he's saying, like, bless you, thank you for your kindness, or... Nope, not worried about <laughs> it. Take my plate and return. <laughs> so now what kind of show is going on? As you guys turn around, um, you guys see the tra- tra- trapeze act is... is, is reaching its climax and there's kind of these drums going as this big final flip occurs and you see this this young woman who has been performing um gosh what's the technical term for trapeze uh, she eats shit she has a very <laughs> bad job where she like flies and you see like oh no and the whole crowd becomes silent as they let out this simultaneous gas as this woman falls in between where two of the um where the uh, bleachers would be and she falls in between and then you see her hoisted back up on the trunk of an elephant, which has miraculously caught her, as it marches in, followed by a whole line of elephants as they march in and begin to go in a, a nice circular motion around the ring, and they're doing like a little Cupid Shuffle dance. It's <laughs> elephant dance. I do a Cupid Shuffle. Uh, just want to note that I'm adding elephants to my <laughs> list of creatures. You've seen them. I'm gonna go take a seat in the bleachers and eat my food. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Finnegan looks... Can I see water? I'm guessing I can see water at some point. Are we close to the edge of this menagerie at a point? You're in a tent. In a tent. Okay. Big old tent. Then I'm just going to sit down next to 
Uh, I guess you call, I haven't heard of his call name yet, so uh, Dale Moore. If you can, uh, if if, you, if you're innate to those kind of things, if it's that kind of thing that your character would notice, um, you know that you're on the water. You can feel the faint rocking underneath of you. Yeah. So the necklace that I wear, um, my father made it for me a long time ago because we are a fishing nation and. We are often out on boats, but even though that's our lifestyle, I would often get seasick. And so he made this necklace for me, and whether it's uh, just in my head or not, when I wear it, I don't get seasick. But I know because of that that we are on this, this still, you know, on the water. Even though walking around the scenes may betray that. Hmm. It's not a ship, you know what I mean? That's what I want to tell you, Shane. It's not a ship. This time it's just... Just a necklace. <laughs> I'm okay with hey, that. We had a campaign or two. We're past that now. He's grown as a person. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, is Oslo still on Peregrine's shoulders? Did she accompany her on the, the funnel cake escapade? She would have I had to have hopped off to eat the sushi. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I think I hopped off to eat the sushi while you went and got the funnel cake, and I probably came back okay, okay. about the time you finished. Then, At least, like, uh, as you were finishing up coughing. Yeah. Still, still like munching the funnel cake. She like hands up a little piece to you. Oh, oh, what's that? I'm. I think she, I don't know. Honestly, if I'm if I'm being perfectly transparent, I haven't a clue. But it's oh, good. It's really good. It's oh my good. god, it was really good. Um, but whether whether or not Oslo wants to join me, I'm gonna go walk back into the tent. Do that thing you do with you the. Gave, huh? You gave her food. Now you have a dog. Oh great! <laughs> do that thing you do at the movie theater where you try to find your mom and dad. Um, and then like go go reset by these these new companions, not super paying attention to the show, sort of listlessly eating a funnel cake and just zoning out. As you don't pay attention to the spectacle before you, you see as all these elephants and tigers and lions and giraffes and various creatures um, have begun to kind of encircle this main center piece where you see the the ringleader you'd seen before with this giant flaming mustache and he's cracking a whip made of flames and it's just a it's a it's a sight that you are not interested in for whatever reason nope uh it's it's very much like the i can't wait to be king scene from the lion king except instead of an adorable lion cub mm-hmm. it's a big burly man with a flaming mustache and a fire whip um so arguably less interesting why do these animals submit themselves to these humans like this it's called training yes but look how they treat them yeah yeah this is the bad step I was talking about you know what it's like when you're small and someone tries to get you to do that I know what it's like to be run over yes by what by other people who think they are better than you. Oh, so not physically run over. Okay, got, got you, got you. Not grandma at Christmas time. Nuts. <laughs> uh, and, and because I'm, I don't like what I see, I'm going to go walk outside of the tent and just eat the rest of the sushi that I had. Point of order, you didn't buy any food. 
Uh, it was in my hand, I and I think she paid for it. Yes, she she took it and ate. I mean, it was one. Pe- it was individual Jiro dreams of sushi. One piece of sushi. I got you, bro. One piece for you. Got jip, my dude. I'm gonna go buy a roll. She chose for, what she paid for much less. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go buy a roll for for two coppers from that guy. And yeah, you approach him. He nods. He doesn't say anything. He makes you a roll. He hands it to you. And then afterwards, he stretches his hand. And I'll just wait outside the tent. I, I mean, I still want, I'm still confused about where I'm at, but I want to wait on this guy. So that's where I'll be. He said he paid. The second I see like a, a legitimate out of this situation, I'm going to either deposit Oslo or be like, do you want to come? And then I'm also getting out of the tent and going to go wait by Finnegan. I don't know if Oslo comes with me or not, but I give her the option to not be on my shoulder. Mm. She's going to hop off. And I think after a second of like watching and then realizing the other person that gave her food left and then watching and looking, all right, fine. (laughs) And she'll run out of the tent. Is there anything uh, strange about the show? Like literally everything to to be real with you, dog. Like, I mean, it's a circus. Everything. Like, I'm sure my yeah. guy's been to one before. Like, maybe not How as you... weird as this one. Maybe you think about, like, he's probably traveled sure. more than anyone you... else here. You ha- ha- if you have traveled and if you have been to a circus, you have never been to one at this scale. Right, that's what I, I feel you. This one's, like, way more, like, extravagant. When I say strange, I mean more, uh, like, I guess nefarious, but that's not the right word. Like, suspicious. Am I suspicious of the show at all? I guess I could. I tell you what. Make an insight check. I'm trying to follow our new rules of can I not like ask the roll? Uh, I think that's just um, yes, yeah, an eleven. Yep. Uh, every move with Dwayne headphones off. Ooh. Uh, Dwayne. You see what nothing I, what I will tell you as 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 a player is that Delmore has been through some things and some mm-hmm. stuff, and you start seeing adversaries in places where you normally wouldn't find them. And as such, you are very suspicious of everything going around you. Every time someone, you know, raises a sword to swallow, every time that somebody makes a motion that you could gesture as hostile, it kind of raises that that danger sense. Any questions? Well, I mean, that's kind of how he like operates walking around normally. So you're saying he doesn't see anything different in the show. Nothing heavier no. than normal. Okay. Nope. Cool. Sorry, I didn't have more tasty treats. No, no, for you. no that's fine. It's, the longer we do this, the more they'll be worried about what they yeah, heard. Yeah, that's true. That's good. All right. Headphones on. So the three of you have had it outside while Delmore remains inside? Uh, I mean, I think after a pause and um, scrutinizing what I've seen, I'm going to uh, follow them out. I'm more curious about these um, strangers. As soon as I got out there and found Finnegan, I was just going to like walk up to him sort of apprehensively and just... It's... You, you don't like seeing animals treated that way. Yes? Not at all. I, I can't say I understand, but it's 
I don't like the show. <laughs> All these people uh, seem to be enjoying it, but I can't help but um, not. Animals are to be respected, to be honored. If you must kill them, it is because you, we must eat as a people. But one day I will too die and the fish will feast on me. The circle of life. <laughs> that, that's, that's certainly a, a good outlook. Yeah, well, you're fine when you're small or you can't defend yourself. People are going to take advantage of you no matter what you try and do. Oh, understandable. You, you mentioned being small quite a bit. Yeah, that's a thing. It certainly is. <laughs> but you cannot let your, your small build hold you back. You must fight at all times. Now, I never said I let it hold me back. I just have to do things differently. Understandable. And as you pause, uh, eventually you are greeted uh, by a older-looking woman. Uh, she has white hair and these kind of very long flowing robes that kind of seem like they should be worn by a younger woman. Um, and she's got these two long pigtails that are kind of ordained by the, or ornated by these um, small baubles that are kind of at the very top of these, these large uh, pigtails or braids. Um, and she comes and she bows and she goes, Excuse me, would you all mind coming with me for a moment? Um... Perhaps it depends on what. Sh Can I ask why? I could give you an answer. Um, I do not know if it is one that you would like. I could say that it is a business proposition. I could say that it is your destiny. I could say that it is many things. But mostly I will say it is something worth hearing. Sounds suspicious. You speak of destiny. Yeah. Yes. What do you mean by that? I see things. Things that could come to be. I have seen things for each of you. I know that the four of you came here for different reasons. And you may not know how you came to be. I have seen it. And there is someone who... Someone who has an interest in you. I start walking uh, to her. And who? Who has an interest in four strangers? The proprietor. Uh, what I know who that is. Uh, you can roll a separate history check. Uh, is the proprietor, like, magical and It is not magical in nature in any way. Or alchemic or technological. It is none of those things. Okay. Is it something that I might know about? 18. Um, no, I don't think so, specifically. Uh, as an 18, I will tell you that you, you've actually been here before and you have heard people refer to as that that uh, ringleader that you'd seen earlier 
Some people refer to him as the person who runs the menagerie and as the proprietor. I sigh and I uh, kind of like nod in acceptance. The word destiny does not rest well with Peregrine. And she sort of uncomfortably rubs her neck and thinks for a second and then very apprehensively follows. Well, I guess if everyone else is going. Thank you very much. She kind of bows and she she leads you away, kind of... The scale and the size and this the general construction of the menagerie is just ass backwards. It doesn't make any sense. You guys are taking twists and turns and ups and downs and crawling and climbing. And eventually you come to what appears to be an individual ship nestled within this great mass. And you are taken down to where anyone who's been on a ship before knows would be the captain's quarters. And you see, now dressed uh, slightly more conservatively, um, the same ringleader as before, this proprietor. Uh, He's wearing more uh, adept for sea travel clothes as opposed to, like, very fashionable circus garb. Um, Still wearing the red, still has gold embellishments, still is sporting a giant flame uh, on fire mustache. I want to be clear, I'm not being descriptive towards the color. It's made of actual flames. And he himself has has this this very red hair in a uh, in a loose ponytail tied behind his head under his hat, uh, and he says, "Oh, you've come! Oh my God, your face is on fire!" Yes. And he just Are smiles. You, you're not gonna do. Your face is on fire. You're not gonna do anything about it. I am not. Cool. I guess we're going with this. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Uh, somebody, anybody can make me a uh, nature check. 17 is the answer. 17 is more than acceptable. He's a fire Ganassi. 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 He's a fire Ganassi. Um, How does the yeah, fire I, not burn your face? Well, you know based on that roll that you just made. Yeah, but do I don't, I don't think I know these people. I don't think I know anyone. I don't care that it's a 17. I'd be like, I, I know that it it's, doesn't make sense that maybe that's part of his nature. But you, you, you remember that one of the travelers that came to your island many years ago told you stories of people that were born akin to the elements, and one of them were, were, was, was fire. And you can kind of piece together that he might be one of those people. Uh, you are, if I remember correctly, the Genasi, Genef, uh, Genasi people. That's correct. Do you think it's wise to be on a ship, friend? It doesn't hurt anything, I assure you. And he kind of just, like, moves his hands through it. He takes up, like, some paper and some quill, and he, he's moving it through his, his big, fl- gigantic flaming mustache. Dr. robotnik size mustache. As he's doing that. I'm glad you said Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking this whole time. As, as he's doing that, I'm standing as close to, like, the exit of the captain's quarters as humanly possible. No, it super makes sense. No one blames you. Uh... So, Fireman, what do you want with us? Well, uh, to be honest, I want to give you something. Now, I... Uh, okay. I step back. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, let's let's backtrack. Um, you all have met my associate here, Videa. Videa, these lovely people. What are your names again? Uh, Peregrine. Nice to meet you. What? Uh, Aslam. Charmed. I'm Finnegan. A pleasure. Down more. Ah, my great honor. So, uh, Videa here is what you'd call a seer. She sees futures. Now, I'll tell you something. People who see the future are miserable. I hate them very much. The reason being, if they were just charlatans, I could get on board. I'm a charlatan. I sell whimsy. I'm into that. But the problem is, if somebody tells the future one time, you assume they're lucky. If they do it twice, you assume it's rigged. If they do it a hundred times, eventually you're forced to reckon yourself with the fact that this person can see the future. Which is difficult, because the hundred and first time, they can just lie to you. And you'll just think, they're seeing the future. And Videa speaks up, and I have told you that were I to do this, it would ruin my reputation, and it would make no sense. And I've told you that if it was your last time you needed to work, if the deal were that sweet, it wouldn't be an issue. This is true. So I'm at a loss, because this is the hundred and first time that she's told me a future. And she said, if I ever leave the menagerie again, it will be the last time that I do so. I know. That, that could mean lots of things, though, couldn't it? I know. <sighs> nah, sounds like he's gonna die. That is a possibility. Or perhaps he embarks on some great adventure that his heart has longed for for years. I don't know. This is my perhaps, home. Perhaps if you leave, the Alliance finds this. It could be that as well. It could be that if I leave, there will be no menagerie to return to. That is possible, yes. This also means that you can come back, but not leave one more time. This is the last time you leave, but you still can come back and not leave again. If I were to leave, I would never return. That is the situation. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to come back then again. So, I am at a bit of a loss. So I thought to myself, well, I've got this ship. It's a damn fine ship. It is truly the most fleet ship you will ever come across. <laughs> yes, I know I said fleet and ship. Go Do on. I believe him? Like, from... Uh, Roland? The, the look I got at it on my way in. That's a natural one. Um, Plus nothing. Ship is on fleet. <laughs> ship the on ship fleet. is on fleet. <laughs> uh, you, you look around at this dilapidated ship that you're currently having this meeting in with wonder of how the ship could possibly move like so I've fast. Like I've never seen a ship before in my life. Just... <laughs> How, what what makes the go happen? <laughs> what are those big tall things on the <laughs> with, this, with, with the cloth hanging from them? What are they called? That's an ass. Those are called masks. <laughs> Come with me, I shall show you the world. 
Um, no, so uh, I have a very fast ship, and nothing to do with it. I used to take it out for various excursions, and I would do searching, mostly looking for wonders to put here in my menagerie. But well, I can't do that anymore. So when I consulted with Pideo, I asked her what I should do with my ship. And she told me that four strangers were coming. Which, let's be honest, that's a great way to start a prophecy. She said there was one that had ideals stronger than I. She said there was one who was small but large of heart. She said there was one who was a filthy fucking murderer. And she said there was one who was a stranger to our world. <laughs> looks around, looks, looks around the group, assesses, assigns roles to each of the other people. Mentally. So am I the small one or am I the murderer? I'm just talking shit. <laughs> she didn't tell me anything about you. She told me four strangers would come. She said she would be able to identify them. She identified you. Now, I don't know why, but apparently, if I give you use of my ship and a particular task, you may or may not accomplish it. That's correct, Vidya? Vidya says, that is true. There is no certain guarantee of success. But should you succeed, two things will happen. One you will find some sort of grand fortune and I'll have to give you my ship, which, okay. Uh, but also, correct me if I'm wrong, he looks to Vidya, I will be able to leave again and return. Vidya nods. So your, your plan, let me get this right, yes. is to hand yep. over your ship, which... It looks like you live on to It's a different it's a different ship, but go to on. Four strangers. Mm-hmm. Because an old old woman in fancy clothes had a bad dream. That about sums it up. Um I feel like you're not really being fair right now to the process. I But sure. Do you want a free ship and a job, no. please? If you I do I want a ship. I'm not looking to set sail again quite so soon. Give me the ship. Sir. I, I'm afraid it's a package deal. Um, that's how, right? And Vidya says, yes. What, what I have seen will not come to be if it is not the four. You said one of two things will happen, but I only heard one outcome. What was the other? Failure. But why would why would I do this? For your ship? There's a pretty great ship in it for you. There's a pretty great fourth of a ship in it for me. True. What do, do you desire more? Hey, gold? hey, if we're going to add on to the deal, then we can do that. I, what I ask of you in and of itself is no small task, and it would be a great boon to me to be able to have my freedom again. What's the job? 
Well, uh, there is an island. It's not incredibly far from here. Um, you could probably make it there in about a month at sea. Um, Feels far. Nautical travel, my dude. Um, you could probably make it there in about a month um, and return in about the same time, assuming winds are fair. Uh, there, it, there, it's uninhabited, which is nice. Uh, there is, well, by people, there's there's a creature there that I would like to have, please. What kind of creature? Uh, it is a phoenix. Hmm. You mean you the legendary us. bird of fire? Um, yes, a creature of, of, of uh, rebirth and new beginnings. And you, you are a man who lives on a ship with flames for a beard. <laughs> you, and you want a fire? And bird. you want to bring a bird <laughs> that also lights itself on fire onto a ship? That sounds like a great plan. I'm told it's, it's actually pretty tame in terms of flames. Um, it's more like a symbolic flame. I, I have only just met you, and I hate to say it, sir, but you are daft. And I will not... Um, first of all, who told you my name? Second of all, I'm the proprietor. The, my name is an ancient secret. How could you... Vidaya, did you tell these people? I jest. Um... Say what you will. Uh, honestly, I don't like it any more than you do. It sounds to me like Vedea wants out, and she wants you to get a firebird to burn down everything, and she gets away. This is Vedea's home as much as it is mine. And also 101st seeing time. Um, so I, I step forward and uh, and look at him and say... You're an important man. Um, do you know anything about this? And I show him um, the seal and the letter. It's not familiar to me. Oh, all right. I put it away. But Videa may be able to help. Ma'am. Do these look familiar to you? Would you be able to tell where they come from? I could potentially tell many things, but I do not give away my gift to those who do not believe. I never said I didn't believe in your magic. But... She's, she thinks for a moment. I think I have a solution. I think I have a way to instill faith. Uh, raised May eyebrow. I? Also raised She's, eyebrow. She, she extends her hand to you. May I? Uh, hesitantly nods. And she reaches for your hand, and as she touches it, make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, okay. uh, is, this, is this magic? It is magical in nature, yeah. Uh, not 20. You feel as though something is happening to you but you don't know what it is. It doesn't feel particularly harmful. It definitely feels magical in nature. Uh, I step back. Hey, hey, hey. 
It's I'm, I am not. So, so I thought you if were. If you're be... going to use magic on someone, a little heads up would be nice. I asked permission. I thought that you. Yeah, but I step forward. Are you going to? That's fine. So she she reaches for your hand again. Uh, this time you're electing to fail your saving throw. Yeah, yeah. Headphones off, everybody. You see a uh, vision, and it comes through you as though it's real. And you're sitting at a table, and you're there with all of your friends. You're there with the elephant. You're there with the eagle. You're there with the pegasus. Not pegasus, it's a unicorn. You're there with the unicorn, other magical horse. And there's new people, and they're all wearing these, this, these grand armor that you know that you've designed. And you're happy, and you're sitting at a big table. Headphones in. And so do I think this is a vision? Is that what I'm... Yeah. She says, um, this is a possible future if you follow this path. I, uh... I look over at the guy, and more determined than I've looked in a while, I say, uh... I'm in. And she turns to the other three and she says, uh, if I may. You may. <laughs> touch me. Please. Reach out, touch me. Headphones out, touch me. He kind of very, like, daintily, like, comes over and, like, grabs you like, by, like, one of the fingers. She's much, she's very small, uh, especially compared to you. You've got kind of a larger frame. Uh, she goes, she touches your hand, and then... Uh, do, would you like to make a wisdom saving throw? It's your choice. Yes. Eighteen. Yeah, you feel like a like a wave of magic come over you. Um, you don't know what it means. It doesn't feel particularly malicious, but you, nothing really happens. Oh no no no! Hold on a second. You want to fail it? Do remember? <laughs> I, I just like passed it. it and had to step back in. I didn't know because you took your headphones off. No, no no! You were you. We all heard that thing. <laughs> Well, I thought campaign two would be different. I was wrong. You know what? I'm excited about the the, the magic washing over me, and that's that's all. Thank, uh, thank you, Badea. She like pulls back again, almost looking hurt, and she goes, "You, if if you want me to show you, you have to have an open mind." I do have open mind. You you have resisted me. I freely give myself to you. <laughs> she reaches out her hand again. Would you like to make a wisdom saving throw? No. Okay. Uh, everyone, headphones off, please. Yay! Nerds. All right. You see a vision, and in this vision, you see your island, and you see your family, and they are strong, and they are proud, and they are moving around, and they are moving around as beasts. You see your brother fly to you as an eagle, he lands near you and becomes a man again. You see a structure, a great wooden village, as opposed to the tents that you slept in before, and you note that the trees that comprise of these wooden houses are made from the arcane forest. I love it. Headphones in. And she says, um, 
This is a potential future should you follow this path. When you say potential, the variations could be anything. Nothing is written. We make our own destiny. But I can tell you that this cannot happen if you do not take the first step. Yeah, when she says, like, you must make your own destiny, like, I, my character 100% believes that, and I don't know if she's playing off of it, but he feeds into it, and he's giddy and excited. Like, Thank you so much. Arms, like... Of course, anyone else? <sighs> I... I apologize uh, to you three. If, in truth, this is an all-or-nothing deal, I cannot get back on a ship and sail. Not now. Uh, it, it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, and she's going to turn to leave. We do not know always what our future holds. You should not believe in absolutes. Fine. Show me. May I? And she reaches for she your hand. Holds out her hands. Would you like to make wisdom no. saving throw? Okay. Headphones off, please. You guys know the drill. Yep. You see a vision. It is peace. You see yourself nestled in waves. You see yourself as as one with the sea. You're not even really you anymore. You're not a physical being. You are the waves. You are the current. And you feel a familiar presence. And it feels like home. Can I say something to her? Uh, yes, but headphones on? Okay. Do you have any inclination that this is what he wants me to do? Who is he? So no, then. I'll tell you this as you as you kind of eye the door on the way out again think you maybe make your escape you feel that that rope choker tighten <coughs> just a little bit just enough to be unpleasant it's the first time it's happened though right yeah <coughs> hey Rick, um, are you okay uh, um Yes, I think. Um, I'm going to look at the door again and take one step towards it. It's very tight. Huh? <coughs> fine. Okay, fine. I step back into the room. Fine, I'll go. I'll go. Fine. It's fine. Yes, absolutely. Harry Green, I, there's an old saying in my village. If you want to go quickly go alone if you want to go far go together 
I'm not sure how far I want to go, friend. Do I notice that choker choking her? Like that's uh, that is it's up the to first time Karen. this has happened to her. She was not being subtle, nor did she expect that to happen. There you go. Can you I? Uh, can I? Can I investigate it? Like I don't want to like get in her space, but just like from my, from where I'm standing and looking at her and the ordeal that I've seen, do I notice anything either technological or magical in nature? Um. I won't. I won't say necessarily. You do. Okay. Um. Not a hand. I, you could do. You could like do like a detect magic kind of spell. You could do things like that. Um, that would give you more of a hint, but just innately. Cool. Um, and then she turns. Lastly, and she looks at you for a moment. Orchid. Would you like to see? Uh, so, Oslo was already nervous. Her tail was lashing. And as soon as she said that, tail goes straight out. Fine. And she reaches her hand out to you. Would you like to make a wisdom saving throw? I just want to see how I'm going to do. Sure. I don't think I made it. That's like a 12. <laughs> no. Nope. You're good. Uh, headphones off, please. You see a vision in which um, you are sitting on this very tall, ornate chair, and all around you are members of the Alliance. And they are kowtowing. They are, they are scuffling. They are just very, you, you sense almost afraid of you. They are kind of being doing whatever they can to ingratiate you. Um, and you seem to be in charge here. Hmm. And then you kind of come out of the vision. Headphones on? Alright. And she, and she says, uh, this is a potential future should you embark on this journey. And she puts her little claws together and like, all right, I'll forgive the name slip. Names are powerful things. That they are. Maybe now you all have some faith that what I speak to you, I speak in earnest. Faith is a powerful word and I wouldn't use it lightly. I don't. And then, kind of like very awkwardly, like sheepishly, the proprietor's just like, so, do you guys want a ship and a job? I'm in. I accept Genesi. I nod. I rub at my neck and then... Yes. Yes. Fantastic! Very good! 
You start whenever you want. No time like the present? I can care. Yeah, I've got no business on this raft. If you need supplies or this is he and if you see him kind of stiffen this is um, <laughs> this is the, the menagerie uh-huh yeah gotcha so um I must ask you a question um I will leave the podcast away <laughs> I will leave the podcast <laughs> you spent 10 minutes talking about a mustache it's happening Delmar, uh, can you shave it for later we have to get going <laughs> Uh, is there a crew that's gonna sail this ship? Yes, uh, you have a, a, a sailing master and the crew as well. Great. Um, are you giving us money for supplies? I'm not. I, like I said, I, I would be more than willing to negotiate that. Um, I, if you need payment there can be maybe we could do a payment up front kind of bit i don't know uh, uh i assume food rations those things are provided on the ship they would not be luxurious by any means but they would be a, they would last you the two months they would require to travel there and back for you and the crew so not a very large ship i have to it's it's fast very very fast but um, you will not require a large crew. Uh, they work for me, the crew, but they will be on my, your ship um, until such time as you return. And then, well, it's really up to them if they want to remain in my employ or yours. I guess it kind of depends on how you treat them over the next couple of months. So we get a ship. How about gold? If, if we have a ship but no gold, it doesn't really do much for us, does it? I would be willing to negotiate um, an amount of gold. Uh, I will say that the ship in and of itself is very valuable. It is, but I think a phoenix would be too. Yeah, your freedom as well. You are not wrong. Hey, uh, are you gonna give us a way to catch this thing and bring it back without burning our ship to the water? Yes, that's very important. I. Do believe it's a symbolic flame. I do not think it's a giant firebird that's going to murder everyone. But to be honest, I've never seen one. And does this ship have a cannon bay? Uh, It has, I wouldn't say cannon bay. I would say it's got a cannon or two. I'm not really, it's not really meant for combat. It's more, before the menagerie, I was, um, it's the politically correct term, a smuggler. Yes, of course. Go on. Um, and that the idea was if we were firing cannons, we had done a bad job. Uh, my my real question, friend, is there is powder on this ship, is there not? I mean, there could not be. That's kind of your choice as to your loadout when you leave. Oh. If the bird sets it on fire, we go kablooey. Yes. Yes, you'll die of violence. Yes, if that is the case. So there is a baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is a. One bay. more time. There One is, more time for the proprietor. There is a bay on this ship. There is a a a small bay on the ship. What what is the name of the ship? Also, 
Well, that's the thing. Um, terrible, terrible luck to set sail on someone else's ship in general. It never bodes well. So, if you're to do this, I suppose it'll be needing a new name. And it's old name, well, I guess that's a secret. Huh. Would you tell us the secret? That's the name of the ship, The Secret. You guessed it. Oh, yes, you, you ruined my whole ship puzzle. Podcast Good job, over. Devin. Podcast, I guess we can leave. Would, Campaign would, t-shirt was fun. Would Delmore know that a phoenix typically turns into ashes after it's killed? I mean, Delmore would certainly know that's how the story goes. Got it. I don't All think right, he would cool. have any first-hand knowledge. Right, as long as I know the legend. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I think I see what you're getting at. Pile of ashes easier to carry. Yeah, uh, a baby bird in a pile of ashes easier to carry. A pile of ashes won't set back on fire. Well, it's it's. I should mention this. Uh, I heard some voices talking about it. Um, it is imperative. Uh, this phoenix is nearing the end of its life cycle, and you must bring it to me before it dies and reincarnates. Oh, so we are working on a timeline. You said one month there. One month back, presumably. Sure. How much time for lollygagging does that allow us? Not more than a week. Excellent. We will do this for you. You really want to watch a bird explode, huh? Well, I will say, um, I don't know the specifics, but from what I understand, there's an energy that is released during the process. The energy is what's valuable. The bird is... Well, it's a fucking bird. But the energy that is released upon this grand rebirth is capable of many things. And if I have my calculations correct, I have a way to harness that. I would be very interested and understanding this ability to harness this magic. Um, it involves a very, very old jar. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, moving along then. We've got a place to be. We will talk yes. more when we return with the bird. Of course. Um, but before you go, I have to, I'm dreadfully curious. Uh, what will you name your ship? And then a big text icon comes up and says, This decision is important. You will not be able to change this later. <laughs> I feel like I could, I feel like I could just. Can we create a save file right here and come back to it? You cannot. That is not I'd, like to, I'd like to perform a checkpoint. Save point. Not an option. No, no quick saves. No. So this is when you put you put the controller down and you walk away from the TV. Like you could re you could rename the boat. You would have to start from the beginning of of, uh, session zero point two again. (laughs) I don't want to relive mine again. Hard. I think that's worse for some of us (laughs) than Um, others. (laughs) Uh, Out of character. My immediate first thought was the fire. Yeah, take a minute. Was the fire keepers? Before I remember that, that is a casino near where I live. And I can't live sure. with that weight for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be the name of your ship for like two years. People are going to make art about it. We're going to have like a big ship thing later. 
that's important. I'll probably get like a mini thing. What if we just um, what if we just call it what the? So that is the what the ship. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no make it <laughs> a throwaway <laughs> joke. I don't want um, it to be a pun. Please don't make it a pun. No, you do it. This is your ship. Why don't we don't name it the art? Because it, it, it means something else. It means something for all of us, right? It's it's our like lifeline. Yeah, the art. Like it's biblical in nature. Yeah, it's biblical yeah, yeah. in nature, but like it's a reference to like our lifeboat. True. Like for some of us, it's getting back on the sea. For some of us, it's you know chasing down whatever weird thing that's going on with her lying about her name. For others, it's exploring the world. And for me, it's about chasing down what I'm looking for. So, does that does that symbolism exist in a world without? The tales of Jesus H Christ. It, I mean, we could make it. For all sure, I care. No, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm just. I'm, we I'm, become I'm... the first arc. Oh, yeah. This is the first arc of King Fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, and I mean, <laughs> plus it's the arc that goes every arc with us. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely. I mean, I'm open idea. to other ideas. My, 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 yeah, like don't don't negate an idea. Let's go. I, I if I know a thing about boats. It's that there's usually an adjective in front of the noun that describes the boat. So I'm, I'm all oh, yeah, for the art. drunken sun or the, huh? What the drunken, drunken sun, sun or yeah, like the, the 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 drowned mare? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, the friend's goodwill. So the something arc. Something arc. Ooh, the forgotten arc. The arcane arc. The refound arc. The arcane. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the matri arc. Um, take down the patriarch. <laughs> the Jurassic Park. I'm sensing a theme here, Ray, and I don't know that I like it. Tony um, Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you guys are. Ha- you know, take your time. Make your no. Make, if the conversation goes too long and it's not fun anymore, Ginger will just cut it. Make your arc on the world. For you, that's right now. For right, that moment has already happened for you. <laughs> No, I enjoy this is this is a big defining moment of the campaign where you name your shit. Dun, dun. This is my arc. Hamill. M Uh you know, I so I'm kinda thinking I don't know, this is pretty cheesy probably from our names, but I like his name Delmar, but the D E of it and Azo, Diazolo, I don't know, something. Kind of sounds like Diablo now that I think about it. But I like Diazolo. Three, two, one, jump! Three, two, one. <laughs> Uh, well, Destiny's child. Child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm gonna make it. Well, I mean, I don't know. This whole thing about Destiny yeah, makes Destiny Reliance. What if we just name it after Beardman? We find we just call it the proprietor. <laughs> the Beardman. He, he once. I cannot be more clear. He does not have a beard. You put, you put in the proprietor and it says, you can't use that name. It's oh. already been used. There's a zero instead of the O. Yeah, that name is taken. That was the name of the ship before. You could do Fate's Compass. Ooh. I kind of like both those things. Or it could... Because like it takes Destiny, but I just don't think Destiny is a good ship name. Destiny's Fate's Compass. Fate's Compass sounds better. I do like Fate's Compass. Fate's Compass is very, very good. Fate's Compass seems like a contender, for sure. Make a, a list and check it twice. Same, once you name the ship, it's there forever, so like... 
I like, like Fate's Compass. Compass. I really like that a lot, actually. I'm into Fate's Compass a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a very nautical. It's a very nautical name. I would have called it the Compass Rose, but I'm not here to. Yeah. See, I thought about that one, but that's way like that's literally a thing on a map, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I was I like, like, that's that, too on the nose. But it's but, like also like a rose. <laughs> you could paint it red. I'm not gonna paint our ship red. I but will not I, spend okay. my gold yeah, on that. Somebody else can. I'm not gonna Somebody's fight. going to before this campaign's over. That's for goddamn sure. With blood, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, make, I'm making it the worst yellow. No. Oh, it's so uh, uh, Pirates will hunt us no. down and kill us just because of... That's happening action. regardless. That's the whole campaign, but... Okay. Whack. Whack. I'm, I'm, dra- I'm drawing a sketch now, and Fate's Compass looks real good on paper. Okay. I mean, that's why I mean, I'll vote that. Anytime anyone wants to call a vote. Okay, first, first, I need to know how all of you pronounce compass. Compass? 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 Compass. Okay. Compass. I've met people who pronounce it compass, and that is not something I can live compass? with. Oh, they all. Yeah, because that's not a word. No, it's not. That's not they're wrong. I was waiting for you to say compass, and I'm like, who said that? That's how we do it in the frozen north, don't you know? I thought you were going to say, say crown for crayon. I think Shane calls it crown. It's a crayon. crayon. I call it crayon. Crayon. It's a crayon. crayon. Like it really crayon? Is. I, I, and I pronounce uh, that word as come pee ass. I break it down to its three most displeasing parts. <laughs> you put you put two apostrophes in there, so it's like D'Artagnan. So it's yes. <laughs> come pee D'Artagnan. 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 Um, D'Artagnan, you are. Oh. <laughs> uh, That's the name of the ship. It's, oh. <laughs> it's it's very long. It goes all the way around the side. It's just like a series of... <laughs> it's a rat. It's a rat. Wait, wait, <laughs> what, what is the name of your ship that wants to set... That wants to moor in our harbor? It is the... Oh, <laughs> I've heard legend of your ship. Many have tried to say the name and passed out halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> it's how we kill our enemies. <laughs> just to say the name of our ship. <laughs> I'm very into Fate's Compass. Yeah, I'm cool. Do we want to call it the Fate's Compass or just Fate's Compass? I think Fate's, Fate's, Compass. Fate's Compass. Fate's Compass. You can you can put the in front of it. Yeah, the article if you want to. I'm into Fate's. I Compass. think it's going to end up having the on it because it's the ship. It's the yeah, Fate's head Compass. back to the Fate's Compass. Yeah, I mean, but you just yeah, you wouldn't head back. To the the Facebook, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would. Might if you have a stutter. I would if well, I if I clicked a link that seems dangerous. That's between like you and your meta, meta, your meta knowledge. Okay. Uh, this word meta. Yeah, I thought. Face compass. Face compass. Face compass. Face compass. There you go. You. I have to know. I'm very curious. What are you going to name the ship? Face compass. <laughs> Destiny. Good. It, it, it was destiny. It's almost like we discussed it beforehand. <laughs> and Vidaeus, this is a very good sign. I, I have not seen the threads of fate interweave in such a fashion. I didn't know fates were in threads. No, usually they're in a fucking compass. What do you want from me? I just heard <laughs> you. Well, any, so if you would like to um, proceed to the Fates Compass, you will find it um, in, at the dock, and you can speak to Barnabas there to um, address all of them. Sounds like a plan. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you for your hospitality. 
Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you for your eagerness. And who is <laughs> Barnabas? I'm not just going to walk down to the dock shouting Barnabas. Oh, he's he's the sailing master. He's the quartermaster. He's Well, really, if there's a master the on the ship, master. it's here. Oh, that it. is a horrible way to organize your work structure on a ship. Yes, well, there's like fucking three of them, so... The crew is three people? And yourselves. This isn't a very big ship, is it? I know, but it's fast. It's a small, fast ship designed for smuggling. Okay. Gotcha. Do the Kessel Run. No. 46 parsecs. <laughs> and 46 parsecs, it can do the Kessel Run. <laughs> Uh, that's the name of the ship that you fucked up the Millennium Falcon. First of all, no one said high wind. That's that's automatic. Fail. I was fighting um, saying Firefly, but uh, yeah, no, no, I wasn't yeah. gonna do high wind. That's not. No, that's S- Serenity. Slified. I'm a fan of Slified. Serenity is the name of the ship, not Firefly. That's fine. Um, it's Firefly makes sense because it's gonna catch on fire immediately. That was why I um, thought that actually. <laughs> <laughs> and but it can't fly. The so. jitterbug. No, but we're, we're putting a bird on it, and you know what birds can it's do. The water strider. <laughs> and then people would have to sing that every time that would be the no, the rest of the thing. no. I mean there's not uh, a song called Fake Compass is there yeah there is it's called um, it's Fake Compass Fake Compass <laughs> by, <laughs> by, by, it's the same uh, thing as Jitterbugs with Fake Compass <laughs> it's Prince, Prince did it it was a b-side <laughs> um, the b-side of Little Red Corvette was Fake <laughs> Compass <laughs> Anyway, so, um, yes, so he oversees a lot of the responsibilities on the ship. Um, frankly, I, I'm not super great at sailing, and whenever we would go out, I just basically left it to him. I mean, if you trust him. A two? With my life. And now yours. Excellent. That's encouraging. Incredible. <laughs> All right, well... If we are going to set sail soon, I imagine we will need to get supplies, possibly hire hands, and she starts rattling off a list of things that boat people would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the crew's pretty boat much uh, accounted for, and also um, basic supplies are accounted for, like enough food to get you there. And, and he back. tells us this? Um, and, and for, yeah, he told you that oh, earlier. Yeah. Um, that's fine. For, uh, I said a lot of words. Food and fresh water are available for you to make the trip for you and the crew. Um, if there's anything, like I said, it'd be pretty meager goings, but uh, if you wanted to get anything else, um, this is a place to get it. Pretty much anything that you would want, you could probably build a track down. Mr. Cool. Proprietor. Yes. I was I was told by a, sm- a funny small man earlier today that there are no temples in the area. Is that correct? Um, not per se. Fantastic. Thank you. That's all. I'm ready to go when you all are as well. Uh, if if we're gonna do this, I I want to go to shops, but. I don't know if you want to do that right now. Please. Uh, yeah. The world is your oyster. Uh, I want to look for like um, like a metallurgy shop or like a uh, like a machine shop or sometimes industrials. There is a blacksmith. On this entire ship, there's nothing like technological or um, like mechanical. Nope, there machine. sure isn't. Okay. 
The technology for the <clears throat> technology for the vast majority of this world is not as advanced as it is for Delmar. Um, you're kind of a pioneer in that regard. Um, be advised that most people like flintlock pistols are about as good as it gets. So basic uh, metal work. Yeah, I mean and, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like some more that would have like um, gunpowder or like I mean this place has cannons, right? Like they yeah, make absolutely. Cannons. Yep. I would want to go the, to whatever that shop the, is. The, the blacksmith supply. makes okay, those. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I want to head into there. Sure. Anybody going uh, with them? Everybody, let's just assume everybody's going. I'm keeping a very close watch in the crowd to see if I recognize anybody. Up on my shoulders. Yes, exactly. Now that I have a nice perch to the crumb. <laughs> Smelly I'm perch. shaking in all of the sights, all the new things. Everything's so new. I'm just trying to absorb it. Yeah, I think I kinda, as you go along, they have to like stop and catch you up every few minutes because like... You're just getting distracted. Bad again! I'm eventually just gonna grab his hand and drag him with us. Oh, sorry. It, it, I understand. It's different, uh, but not someplace you want to get lost. I would imagine. Understood. Um, yeah, so when I go in the blacksmith shop, um, I'm really, really just looking for um, like scrap metal or um, kind of like the, the whatever the scraps are like that he would like have shav- shaved off like other like broken pieces of metal or or maybe I just ask I don't know how you want me to approach that yeah it really comes down to what kind of metal you need and want uh, you know um, thinner pieces of metal like you would put on like a breastplate or something are we talking about iron, copper, steel, lead, mithril, brass, uh, bronze, adamantine? It, it'd probably be it'd probably be either bronze or steel. Um, I just don't I don't know how common steel is. I mean, I as a player don't know, but I mean, Bill Moore would know what so, he'd have a better odds finding. Bron- bronze and steel are both available, okay. um, and they actually cost the same amount. Uh, yeah, then he's gonna go with steel. Oh, I, I am. I'm very wrong. Hold on a second. I'm very wrong. Steel costs much more. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, well, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, my um, bust. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, if that's the case, so bronze so, is four silver pieces per pound, mm-hmm. and steel is is four gold pieces per pound. Yeah, uh, bronze it is. Um, uh, four silver per pound. Four silver pieces per pound. Yeah. Um, let me take like uh, five pounds of that nonsense. Um, and you you greet the the blacksmith, and it's a small Elvish man. He says, mm, "What can I do for you?" Hey, I'm sure you have the uh, scraps, metal scraps that you could sell. Of course, you tinker it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't acknowledge, but nods. Um, I'd like to buy. Uh, five pounds or so of bronze. Yes, please. It'll be uh, twenty silver pieces. I hand him uh, two gold. Hmm. Takes it. Anything else for you? Uh, no, thank you. And I um I take the the gold and I put it in my bag. You take the, um, br- the bronze. The bronze. Sorry, uh, the bronze. And I'd like. Uh, gingerly put it in my bag. You you know uh, as you do. There's there's um because you you pay him and then he kind of he he packs you up basically um 
nothing crazy, but he basically puts it in a sack. You know, there's a, there's an additional pound of brass in there. Ooh. And then I, I look back at him and, uh, thank you. You didn't have to do that. No. Neither did you. Take travels. Good luck, Pinkaroo. And then uh, I, I move on. I'm good. I, I, I'm ready whenever you are. And I, like, motion to everyone. You want to see anything interesting in the crowd? Uh, nobody you recognize. Okay. Lots of interesting shit. Yeah, I was like, he didn't say uh, you I mean, didn't find interesting stuff. A lot of weird people and that kind of stuff, but yeah. Hell yeah. I'm good? Yep. There's, there's nothing I need here. It's daytime, right? Uh, it's it's rapidly moving to evening. Oh, okay. It's fine. Uh, Sunset is in maybe 45 minutes. Oh. Okay. Yeah, also has her hood up then when she's outside. There is actually one thing I would like to get. Uh, I'm going to look around for some kind of glass shop, a place that sells glass. Yeah, rare to find, but you absolutely—it is a place that you would find here, and you find basically um, the hot shop from Blown Away. And if you haven't seen that show yet on Netflix, you should. It's very good. Um, this show's sponsored in part by uh, Blown Away on Netflix. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, you find you find like a, like a glass blower. Uh, I'm just trying to find a, a simple glass bottle, like maybe a, a foot long. Uh, so you approach this glass boat what do you need uh, I'm I'm looking to christen a ship oh it wouldn't be called christening in this world but we're gonna go with it it wouldn't be payloring <laughs> payloring <laughs> iron tusking iron tusking is what they call it uh, we're setting sail tonight and I, I just need a bottle I just need a bottle uh, preferably one that I can smash rather easily Dennis, you want one with, like, wine in it? Uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, yes. Then you should go to the winemakers. I sell glass. You're an incredibly smart person. I can't believe I didn't... I, t- I tell you what. I like to wheel and deal. Do you have some wine? He, <laughs> he reaches under the table, and he's like, kind of looks at a couple bottles, sniffs, and... Uh, he finds one and he kind of pats down, makes sure the cord's in there tight. I got some good wine right here. Very fine vintage. From all the way from Florida. And it would be a real treat for your ship. How much are you asking for it? Well, it's a very fine wine. I could let it go for a silver. Uh, make it a silver and a wish of good luck and you have yourself a deal. All right, I will charge you a silver, and you wish me good luck. Here you are. <laughs> and he sticks the bottle up. <laughs> Oslo, who is still on her shoulders, is snickering the whole time. That is the price. He sticks his hand up. She hands him a silver. And? A best of luck in all of your mercantile ventures. And he flips the coin and goes, my luck's turning up already. Fantastic. The second I'm outside of the shop... I want to pull the cork out and chug the bottle of wine. Oh, God. That's not what I use to bless ships, my friends. <laughs> um, bless. 
<laughs> Boy, howdy. Um, if not chug, I'm going to drink as much as I know I can drink without getting very ill and then pour the rest out. It's just not wine, oh. is the thing. Okay. It's just not. What and is I, it? It's lantern oil. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this girl is on fire. <laughs> so, so let's say two things. Yeah. One, take a d4 poison control damage. Are you rolling it? Am I rolling it? Yeah, you roll it. You decide your fate. And Oslo falls off your shoulders as you try to chug this. That's four. <laughs> okay. Four. As as just you you cough and sputter <coughs> and. Bad ear. Viscous and burning and not great for you as an experience. Mm. All right, that was mean. Hey, you should probably not just chug things. Maybe. Give him a sniff? He told me it was wine. Dear, you <laughs> shouldn't believe everything people tell you. A bystander walks by and goes, Welcome to Menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> Hands me a cigarette. <laughs> Thanks for lunch. <laughs> Thanks for lunch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ray, you've spent 85% of this podcast choking. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna just pour <laughs> pour some out for your fallen homies. And now they're all choking. There's a boat like shaking from underneath the boat boards. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just gonna pour the rest of it out. Uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I, uh, whoa, whoa! I don't just pour lantern oil. Like I... it's too late. A guy flicks a cigarette into it. <laughs> <laughs> She's so concerned about the fire on the ship. It's the, it's the end of Con Air. No, you pour it out. You move on. You go to the ship. Uh, I did want to do one thing. So oh, everybody's so going to. Go um, I'm gonna say, uh, I really quick. I have to make a quick stop, and I want to find a place where I can buy a cat and a bird. Um. Uh. Yes. Absolutely, hundred percent doable. There is a. Uh, it's mostly rare uh, pets um, because it's it's the menagerie, right? That's yeah, doable. Yeah, most yeah. Uh, okay, I just. I mean, I'm gonna go in and look for the most. See if I can find something the most run of the mill, like cat. Ah, I see a plain old cat. Good evening. Oh, I wait outside. I hear him. I, like, the door opens. I hear that. I wait outside. <laughs> A menagerie within a menagerie. Welcome, welcome, traveler. What do you seek? I am looking for a cat. Oslo's going inside. We are sailing soon, and cats are good luck on the ships. You're very lucky. They go quick here in the harbor town, but I tell you what, I have one such man. Is it a cat? It is a cat, yes. Are you okay, my friend? I'm just into big personalities. So sh- you show me this this animal you have, and you see um, what is a small, um, dark bird kitten. 
and it looks i i guess the best way to describe it is um just fuck ugly <laughs> just a fuck ugly cat it looks like if a panther was like taking a sand belt to its face and it was a kitten <laughs> i want to do i want to do an animal check to see how it responds to me animal handling animal handling yes uh please do that thing roll it with dice Oslo's gonna run up to the, the the counter like a little kid, like peek over. Fifteen. Um, wh- how are you approaching it? Uh, so as, as does he set it because it's a kitten? I imagine maybe sits it like on a pedestal, so it's like chest level with me. Uh, it is it, it is in a in a, a small cage. Uh, where's the opening of this cage? It's in front. front. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna reach in. Uh, fifth, fist closed, not fingertips, but fist closed, mm-hmm. and let it s- sniff the hand, sniff the fist. It does that. The episode name: Sniff the fist. Sniff the, sniff the fist. fist. <laughs> Which should have been the name of your ship, the fist. It's actually the first solo uh, album. <laughs> it kind of like sniffs your your fist. fist, and then it looks up at you, and looks back at the fist, and then back at you, like. You know what's going to happen, right? And then back at the fist. And like slowly puts its mouth towards it. And gives you one lick on the knuckle with his little sandpaper tongue. Ow. How much for him? He's a very rare breed. How much for him? He's the last cat for sale. How much for him? Ten gold. Oh, God. I only have two gold. Then you need only find eight more. But again, I can catch a better cat than this. You think so? We just need there's one. N- there's no better cat. There are more cats here, but you give me this one. I just need a cat. It doesn't have to be a grand cat. This is the last cat for sale on the entire menage. I just don't believe you. And I will. Well, <laughs> can I do an inside check? I guess. It's... Yeah, do that. Uh, actually, that's not bad. Oh, that's 18. Yeah, yeah. He's a salesman. I have dealt with people like you, even if they did not have the same job as you. I will find a cat on this boat, and Oslo will help me. And again, day, I'm sir. a better cat than this. You will regret this decision. In return to leave. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> I've been gone 10 minutes, and he's still just talking to my back. <laughs> <laughs> A decision um, you will surely rule one and, day. Um, <laughs> you will rule one day. He's the big bad. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, nah, just say goodbye to your fucking baby displacer beast. <laughs> oh, gosh. What? I don't know what that means. Uh, can I do a perception? <laughs> That's fine. You shouldn't know. To see if there's any cats just running about. I imagine there's some straggling cats on this menagerie. They they really are a commodity, right? Because, you know, it's a well, well-known well tradition that you have to have a cat on a ship. Um, so folks do tend to, if they're running wild for whatever reason, scoop them up pretty quick. Because you can sell them for a decent amount of money. Not 10 gold, but... Uh, okay, so I just meet up and say, um, with, with my, my pals, my new camera ads here, and say... We need a cat for the boat, but I am not able to buy one. I don't know if you know they are important for the ship. I'm aware. I uh, only have the two gold. But the man asked for 
Do you want me to go back in and steal it? I do not want you to steal the cat. He's, he's not saying use any means necessary, but use any means necessary. Why I'm do we need a cat? I'm saying it's important. It is good luck for sailors to use a cat. If if the sailing master Why? on the ship we're about to embark on is truly as experienced as we've been told, it's likely there's already one on the ship. Yes? That is a good point. Perhaps the crew already has one. Uh, I think it's a, a fair avenue to investigate before we go stealing cats. I do not want... I'd say again, I do not want to steal a cat. See, the way he nods at me thinks he wants me to. It's I am not nodding at you. I have a condition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very oh, agreeable man. I'm very agreeable, but I do not want to steal a cat. Please don't. <laughs> wink. I have the Harry wink. Carey syndrome. You said you said wink out loud. I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's go to the. I guess go to the boat. That way, either we'll we'll know and, and we'll be on the boat, or we'll know when we'll be on the boat. Both so two you guys, things I'm in with. You guys uh, search the docks until eventually a, a man approaches you. Uh, he was standing in, in front of a ship. Um, He's got uh, black leather pants and, and, and worn leather boots. He wears a simple white shirt. Uh, he actually looks like very well taken care of because it's white in a shitty, shitty world without washing machines. Um, and he's got a like like a black vest, like a waistcoat. Um, he looks uh, to be older, probably mid fifties. He's got his hair tied back in a loose um, blonde bun. Uh, and he's got like like stubble across his face, and he is eyeing you as you approach, and uh, as it, it then eventually comes out to meet you because you don't know who he is. And he says, um, "So you're the crew, then?" Seems like it. You're the sailing master, then, Barnabas. Yeah, that and other things. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm Peregrine. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, you're proficient in martial weapons, yes? Yes. Yes. Uh, I want you to make two rolls for me. I want you to make a perception check, and then I want you to immediately afterwards make an insight check. Okay, perception is first. That's a 18. Okay. And insight is significantly less. That's a four. Okay. Uh, headphones? Not you. <laughs> I know. I was just... <laughs> uh... You immediately upon shaking his hand and kind of seeing his hands and, and actually touching them and the calluses and the scars and the marks and the strength know that this guy is a master of some combat art. And there's something else there that you can't quite put your finger on. Mm. Mm. I don't know how to feel about that. Okay. I'm not going to bring it up to him. Headphones on. Perfect. Um, and he shakes your hand and he goes, Well, uh, does anyone here have any sailing experience? As a matter of fact, I, yes. I nod. He looks at, he, he kind of looks at all of you and he looks at Delmore and he says, I'm not talking about a merchant vessel. And he looks at um, Finnegan and he goes, Or a canoe. And he looks at... Uh, at Oslo, and he says, or a 
I don't know, a basket. Yeah, fuck you too. And then he looks at Perry. What experience have you got? I've sailed on a sloop for most of my life. He kind of nods. You're the captain. Uh, all right. Very well. Any objections? Uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, uh, how many crew do we have? Uh, the four of you, the one of me, and my two cohorts. All right, and is there a cat aboard? Yeah, we have three cats. Excellent, excellent. Uh, fantastic. If you wouldn't mind going on ahead, I will follow in a moment. I have to do something. He turns around and gestures you guys to the ship that aren't holding back, and he goes, Make ready, Admiral Tap! As, as soon as they turn to go, I'm just, um, I'm just gonna take my... I don't want to make a huge deal of it. Just take my empty bottle, fill it with salt water, smash it against the, the bow of the ship, and say a prayer. And then I'm going to follow them up on. And you guys make it on the ship. Um, it's humble looking. Uh, very small, very um, thin. Uh, as far as there are no personal quarters aboard the ship. There's no like captain's quarters. There is a, a bay with just standard like hammocks um, that are in there. There's a there's a actually like a decent sized cargo hold for the size of the ship, um, smugglers, and uh, there's two cannons aboard, one for each side. Is there a mast? There is. It's a single okay. mast. Yeah. Okay. There's a sailing canvas as well, and rope. And everything looks like it's rigged up and ready and, to go. And an anchor. Yeah. No. There. You see a uh, a a young human looking man and a uh, older. Just like really ostentatiously dressed um, dwarf who is presumably Admiral Tap, um, and uh, they are they're just getting the, the ship ready to go. Uh, I'm I'm new to this. Two stations. Yeah, say set sail. Set sail. <laughs> and that's where we'll end episode one of campaign two of Lawful Stupid. Woo. Sapphire Seas. We're on a boat! We're on a boat and it's going fast, man! I wonder if we can get the license Oh, that was fun. Yeah, well, if it wasn't, buckle in. Fair. Only got two more uh, years. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Um, once again, just so everybody's tracking, um, we had the uh, wonderful uh, Emmerich Delmore, who was played by Dwayne. If you want to say hello, Dwayne. Hello, Dwayne. Son of a bitch. We had the fantastic uh, Finnegan Moorish, uh, which was played by Devin Davenport. Say hello, Devin. Hello, Devin. I wish I was dead. Uh, we, of course, had, uh, had Oslo the Kobold, uh, who was played by the fantastic Savannah. Yeah. And, of course, joining us, uh, we had uh, the 
wonderful Captain Peregrine, uh, who was played by Ray. Say hello, Ray. Hello. Those of you, uh, this might be the first episode of Lawful Stupid that you've ever listened to, it occurs to me. Um, if so, thank you so much for joining us on this new adventure. If you are a returning listener from Campaign 1, well, thank you for joining us again. Um, your love and support means the absolute world to us. We could not do this were it not for you. Um, we have a lot of more adventures in store uh, in this new campaign. I look forward to it a lot uh, with all of you, um, those of you at home and those here on the call. And um, Devin, I think you have some for us. Yeah, so we have taken over the whole uh, role of humanity thing. Courtesy of our boy Shane, so I just did that for our last campaign. Uh, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be rolling for humanity, and this one is BigCatRescue.org, and this is for uh, save, saving the big cat. So it's going to be focusing on your tiger sanctuary, and so this this month's monies will be going to. Uh, feeding them and grooming them and making sure that people who take care of them are paid. Just basically everything to save the tigers. And that rolls a big old 13. Ooh, that's unlucky. That's more than 12 though, right? It's better than 12? Yeah, well, it's not. It's, it's, not lucky. it's a good roll. is an unlucky number. Where does it start? It's a good it, 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 it's well Alright, so we'll give him one. First, 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 first roll. First roll of the first campaign was the luckiest thing you could do, which is 20. This is the last roll of episode one of the first campaign was the most unlucky thing you do at 13. Negated. It is, uh, sounds made up. Um, so thank you all. I am the, the primary uh, dice fudger, uh, Shinsaw, and uh, this has been Lawful Stupid. Does anybody have anything they want to say? This is kind of your moment. This is this is your moment in the something sun. seafaring, something, something ocean. Uh, See you later. Sad. Stay naughty. Oh. oh my god. Keep your ship together to. until Wasn't next week. <laughs> That's not a dinghy. That's my wife. We That's must my wife. stick together in this new campaign. Oh, you know where we're going from there. You shouldn't use the oh. word mast ever. That's just gonna get bad. That's, that's not a dinghy. That's a... Anyway. That's my genitals. I regret everything. <laughs> just dive in. Yeah. Just dive, yep. dive into my... That's, that's the, the tagline for campaign. Dive, dive, into, dive me, into my dive into me. Dive into me. Dive into me. The house of beef built. Um, the ship that beef built. The compass rose. Nope, the fates, uh, fates nope, compass. The fates compass. Else. Fates compass. You've already got fates. it wrong. He's like I, scratching I out his nose. I had a better man. I had a better man. <laughs> I keep typing uh, wrong. Gosh, if if, if only I was compass rose, you could have the unlock bonus. <laughs> but you you could unlock. You could. You could have got a thousand displacer For beasts. Um, a whole army of displacer beasts to destroy your enemies. I want to reload uh, a checkpoint. Nope. Oh, except we get to start back over from zero point two. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you all. Listening, uh, tell us. Guess how we're doing. I don't really want your criticism. It's gonna hurt me deep inside if it's bad. But like, it's a new campaign, and uh, we welcome uh, your your critiques. Let us know how we're doing, and let us know who your new favorite character is. Let us know um, what's going on. Let us know if there's new fan art coming out. If I, I don't have it. a fire genasi with a giant fucking flaming beard. I'm gonna be upset. It's a mustache. It's, it's, I cannot be more clear on this. It's just a mustache and also looking the. And he has uh, to look if, like Dr. Robotnik. No, I'm. I'm I stand by what I said. 
Yeah, you could go. You could go. You I'll actually just link you the art that I already have. I'll put that in the Discord chat. Um, and by the way, join our Discord. Yeah, join our Discord. It's super good. Um, the best way to tell us how we're doing is to go on iTunes and leave a review. Uh, so do that, and then I'm not going to talk about any more ads or, or selling stuff because uh, it, this is not the time. So uh, thank you very much, and I'm going to stop talking immediately. We love you. Bye. 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 That's like a dingy.